Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Speak On It, history and genealogy conversations with Janice and Shara Connor. We invite you to join us on Thursdays at 8 p.m. for an engaging exchange with us and our special guests as we cover various topics regarding history, genealogy, and your personal family history stories. Hello, I'm Janice Gilliard. And I'm Sharakana Feliciano. Welcome to all our listeners, and thank you for joining us for Speak On It, History and Genealogy Conversations with Janice and Sharakana. Our guests are Renata Yarborough-Sanders and Tania Kuntz, hosts of Let's Talk North Carolina Genealogy. Let's Talk North Carolina Genealogy is a platform hosted by Renata Yarborough-Sanders and Tania Kuntz. It was created in June of 2020 as a one-summer YouTube show to provide genealogical education for North Carolina-focused researchers. The initiative has now grown to include an interactive Facebook page, special programming, and a monthly research chat via Zoom. This has strengthened the mission to provide a caring, supportive, and educationally enriched community of and for North Carolina researchers. By popular demand, Let's Talk North Carolina Genealogy returned in 2021 with season two of its summer series and will continue the chats through December of this year. Welcome, Renata and Tania. Hello, hello. Hi, we're so glad to be here. Nice to have you, nice to have you. Yes. So ladies, let's get started. And prior to our first question, I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you have done and are doing in the genealogy community. It is greatly appreciated. Our first question is, Tania and Renata, how and where did the two of you meet? (laughs) Renata, you want to go first? Well, sure. So we kind of have uh, different versions of this. Um, I thought Well, it is true that we actually first met in person uh, in Nashville, Tennessee at the Odds Conference. I believe it was 2013. Is that right, Tania? Yes, that's right. It was 2013. Okay. But Tania, you know, she's she's so smart. She has a a different (laughs) version of how we actually first met. So take it away, Tania. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So we first met in August of 2009 through my blog. Renata had had commented on one of my blog posts, and we started getting to know each other then. And then when we met in 2013, it was like meeting an old friend. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) So what led you to start um, Let's Talk North Carolina Genealogy? Well, um, I am really a North Carolina researcher at heart when it comes to my Uh own personal research, and this is Renata talking. Um, Every single line of my ancestry comes from North Carolina. Um, Mm. And for a while, I had been wanting to somehow uh, do something to contribute to the community of researchers, people researching in North Carolina, And to kind of bring us together so that we could all bring our various skill sets together and support one another. 
but I have, um, I guess, assertiveness issues. <laughs> and so it's a lot of things I want to do that I just don't make them happen. And so mm-hmm. um, when COVID started happening, I really was thinking on it more and more and um, just thought that maybe I, if I could find someone who would have the same interest uh, in this, that we could do it together. And I knew that would keep me more committed and, you know, focused on the task at hand. And so um, one day I saw something, I think, on Facebook from Tania. And the second I saw Tania, I was like, she's the perfect person. (laughs) And so, Tania, did I call you or did I text you or did I say call me? I don't remember what I did. You said call me, I think. You said call me, so I called you. (laughs) Okay. Yep. And so, you know, I told her the idea, and she was just gung-ho, ready for it, and um, it really started off as something a little bit different from what it ended up becoming, because as we began to prepare for the first uh, episodes, you know, we went from the original plan, which was for Tania and I to do the educational Mm -hmm. pieces and do all of the presentations. Um, to deciding, well, we have people in our genealogy community who are North Carolina researchers who are already Mm -hmm. speaking on these various topics that we had had kind of laid out for the season. And so we, you know, kind of moved into, well, let's reach out to them. And that's what we did. And to me, I'm talking too much. You want to add? Yes. I can definitely add to that. When Renata contacted me and I heard her idea, I I really was gung-ho about it because, first of all, you know, getting to know Renata, she's very esteemed and very um, thorough in everything she does, and I thought, okay, she'd make a great collaborator. And I also have a deep interest in North Carolina. All of my ancestral lines go back to the state. Um, All of my research began in North Carolina, I have been volunteering with the North Carolina Genware Project for many years by this point. And so, you know, helping others in the genealogy community really learn more about North Carolina is a passion of mine. So I really thought it sounded like a great idea, and I was excited that Renata thought about me and humbled by her consideration for me and definitely wanted to contribute to this initiative because I do think it was an excellent idea to help, you know, people learn more and do more during the, excuse me, during the pandemic which, as we've seen, right. has really led to an uptick in every in a lot of people doing genealogy and history, family history work. Yeah. So I'm excited to be a part of it. And awesome. Really, and, you know, you we're, know, we, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, Renata. <laughs> I was just going to say we really, um, I guess, kind of <laughs> naively thought the pandemic would be over. And so this was right. really just a way, you know, everybody was home. It was summertime. No one could go out and do the things that they typically do in the summertime. And so we just considered ourselves helping to fill a void while people were were stuck at home. So I think we were very surprised when people wanted it to continue uh, as Mm -hmm. people started coming back out of the house and doing things that they do this summer. It kind of surprised us that people uh, wanted it wanted it to continue and they did <laughs> well the you know, information that you were that... sharing was excellent mm-hmm. 
the, yeah, that the two of you had this idea and decided to, um, you know, execute it. And as you said, you know, both of you have North Carolina roots. Um, many of us uh, who are African-American have North Carolina roots, myself included. Right. Um, if it's not North, it might be the South, but usually North Carolina is mm-hmm. in there somewhere. You know, so with that, um, you know, our listeners, I'm sure some of them also have North Carolina roots. So can you share some North Carolina-based resources that researchers can access online or visit? Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, if if I could speak for a minute about the North Carolina Dream Web Project, which I just mentioned, um, because <laughs> it is part of a national initiative to help provide free genealogy resources for those that are, you know, interested in learning more about their families. So there's a website for every county in the state, and it's a good place to go just to get, you know, started and get oriented to the different resources available for any one particular county. So I love sharing and, you know, advocating for the North Carolina Dream Web Project. Yes. Yes, the Genware Project is fabulous. And, you know, before the mountains of things that are uh, online now appeared, the Genware Project was there. And it is, like Tania said, 100% volunteer run. And I don't, I don't, didn't catch if you said it or not, but there is a Gen website for every county in the United States of America. And so it's yeah. just very valuable. Um, one that I enjoy is not necessarily just for North Carolina, but it's located in North Carolina, and that's the mm-hmm. Southern Historical Collection at the Wilson Library at UNC Chapel Hill. Um, and although it is very rich with North Carolina resource, re, manuscript uh, resources, th- it also includes resources from all around the country and beyond. So I have been there many times in person, but they also are working very hard to digitize the manuscript collections, and there is a lot available on their website. And even if they haven't already digitized a particular collection, just the finding aid will give you so much information about what's in the collection you can then know if you want to order something to be copied and sent to you or um, scheduled for your next research visit if you're able to get there. So that's one that I, I really like. Oh, what's great, your take great. on the North Carolina archives? What did you say? Have you visited the North Carolina archives? Oh, absolutely. I spend a lot of time there, too. Um, I go to Raleigh a lot for different reasons, and so I tend to try to plan, you know, of course not during COVID, but before that to plan at least a day at the archives whenever I'm in Raleigh for other reasons. And I also Mm -hmm. um, have a family homestead in Lewisburg, which is just about 30 minutes from Raleigh, so every now and then when I'm going down there to check the property, you know, I'll go to the archives. So I'm not a person that has this get a hotel room and stay for a whole week at the archives. I'm able to dip in and out of there um, and absolutely love it. Nice, nice. Thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Renata and Tania, share with us the top two or three guests you've hosted (laughs) and the impact you feel they've had on your participants. Oh, wow. Well, you know, that's a hard question to answer. Yeah, that is a hard one. We've had so many 
great guests, and every single one of them have provided such valuable information and resources and strategies and tips to our community. Um, so it's hard to say that there's a favorite. We really have appreciated each of our guests. <laughs> we really have, right. and um, we get so much positive feedback after every show that we do. And, you know, mm-hmm. I want to mention that none of our guests who do these presentations are being paid. We don't have any money. We're not being paid, right. and we don't have anything <laughs> to pay anybody. So um, these are top, you know, nationally known in some cases speakers who are giving their time because they love what they do and because they have a connection to North Carolina. That has been an absolute requirement for us in who we bring in to speak. They must have a connection to North Carolina research and have experience in doing North Carolina research. So what Tania and I wanted to do was kind of just uh, run through our 10 guests and tell you what they spoke about. And um, just as she said, accolades to all of them because they all did a wonderful job. So if you would... um, if you would allow us, um, yes. I'll start, yes. Tania. Uh, we started okay. off last year with Diane A.C. Richard, a dynamic speaker. Uh, she talked about uh, birth records in North Carolina. Yes. And then we had uh, our second episode was about marriage records. And Drusilla Pear gave a very good talk about how to really delve into those uh, collections. And from there, we went on to Lisa Listen, who talked about death records, and this was planned. We wanted to start with the the basic way that most people start their genealogy is with these three types of vital records, and so that's Mm -hmm. why our first three shows were birth, marriage, and death records. And then our fourth show, we brought in Ari Wilkins, um, who talked about manuscript collections. Yes, indeed. And then our fifth show was actually around the North Carolina State Archives. We had Doug Brown, and, you know, they have such great collections there. We were very pleased to learn from him about how we could all take best advantage of it. Doug was wonderful. And then we had um, we had to have a DNA segment, of course, because, you know, <laughs> genealogy without DNA right now is not genealogy. Right. What is it? <laughs> so we, uh, we had the uh, magnificent Shannon Christmas. Uh, to talk to our our listeners Mm -hmm. about DNA, and he Mm -hmm. did put a North Carolina twist on it because that's our requirement. (laughs) (laughs) And then we actually, so the DNA episode was our last show of the series, but then we had a special episode followed up um, after that with Judy Russell, the legal genealogist, many of us know her by that moniker, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) who gave us an outstanding, Standing presentation on uh, laws in the Tar Heel State. That was part of her title. So we all learned yeah. a lot from her. I bet, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. And then that brought us to the season two that we didn't know was going to happen. And so <laughs> uh, season one, we were doing two shows each month. And so that's why we had the six shows plus the fall special. And then in season three, we just, I mean, season two, we decided to, um, I think I just said that wrong, but season one, we did two shows each month. And then season two, we just did one show each month because what we had started doing during the 
winter part, the fall and winter part of last year and this year, is we started these research chats that we'll talk about in a few minutes. So everyone wanted us to continue the research chats, so we changed Mm -hmm. the summer session to one show and one research chat. And so just very quickly, we had three shows this past summer that's just ending. We had David McCorkle talking about land records. We had a libraries, libraries, libraries show where we featured three libraries around the state that have excellent resources for genealogy research. And then we ended with Sheila Bumgarner from uh, the Charlotte Mecklenburg Library giving a presentation called They Came to North Carolina, where she talked about all the different groups of people who live and have lived in North Carolina since pre-colonial times. Excellent. Wow. Thank you for taking us through that. And I like how you started with the birth, life, and death, you know, because all of those records are pretty much, the, in, in some ways, the heartbeat of genealogy research. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. after viewing your shows, um, have you had anyone follow up with you to kind of share a success story based on mm-hmm. the information that all of these amazing guests um, shared? We have. Tania, you want to speak on yeah. that first? Yeah, we have. So we have people who email us through our email account and share how they've taken advantage of the information they've learned. Uh, we've had people share with us on our Facebook page. Um, and, you know, it's really exciting when people engage with us on the Facebook page because we've had a couple instances where people want to share something from their family. So we gladly welcome them to do that on our Facebook page because, again, they're showcasing their North Carolina ancestors, their North Carolina discoveries, and that's really what it's all about. Yes. And we also get tons of comments on the YouTube channel uh, under each show. Uh, You get messages through YouTube often. People are, you know, often telling us how much the segments have helped them. They will share a success story from their own research, and that happens a lot in our monthly chats too. Mm -hmm. You know, people will tell us how something one of the either one of the speakers or that we have said because Tania and I also do a mini segment on each show Mm -hmm. even before we turn it over to our speaker. And so, you know, it's all about sharing and educating one another. We don't think we know it all. We're learning from other people just like they are learning from us. Absolutely. Exactly. Okay, so our next question is, for both of you, share why history and genealogy are important to you. And as you're sharing, if each of you could share briefly about one of your North Carolina ancestors that stands out to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Let me go to me. Let <laughs> sure, go and then I'll follow up. Okay. Well, I um, began down this path in the early 1990s. Um, I always, you know, talk about this family reunion that was held in 1993 for the Yarborough line of my family because I'd never been to any kind of a family reunion before. My family does not have family reunions. And so there was one family reunion in 1993, and I learned so much at that one family reunion that I had never known before. And so after that, I started to 
kind of in a laid back way, do genealogy, if you want to call it that, because I was interviewing um, relatives and trying to find out more information about my great grandfather, Calvin Yarborough, and his wife, Priscilla, who had 11 children, and I'd never even heard of them ever in life um, before. So that was kind of what I consider my early beginning. But then in 1997, when my dad died and I had to write his obituary, that was when I really realized how little I knew. And that is what I consider to be the formal start of my genealogy research was after my um, father died. And for me, this has just been a really important mission because I do not come from a close-knit family and I do not come from a, well, I'll say it's not a very big family, not the family I knew, but now that I've been doing almost 25 years of research, you know, I really do have a big family. We just don't know each other, (laughs) you know. Um, But I wanted to find out who I was, why I was, where I came from, and be able to leave that information and pass that information on to, you know, not only my descendants, but the descendants of the rest of my ancestors also. So that's why it's so very important to me. Mm. And it has been very fulfilling, even though, you know, I I will admit I thought I was going to kind of get a family out of this, you know, because I just don't have much of a family. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have met a lot of relatives, but I think when you don't come up as part of their larger group, you're never really in it, you know, but it's been great. And I have many stories um, to share uh, with my descendants and I'm already sharing with my grandchildren, even though I was just going to say, please share what you're doing because I watch you on Facebook with them. It's amazing. Um, how you're yeah, you're teach teaching them. them already. I love it. I am teaching them. So that's that's my story. And I just would like to encourage anyone who, you know, even if you're not finding that you have, you know, famous ancestors or, you know, ancestors that broke the mold on this, that, and the other, and you don't have pictures, because I don't have pictures. I have very few pictures. Um, it's still mm, worth it because you will, <laughs> you'll find out who you are and you'll find out why you are the way you are. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and for me, you know, my entryway into doing family history and genealogy came through my grandmothers. Um, in 1995, while I was in college, I interviewed both of them and just asked them to share with me about their family, and they did. And I took notes, you know, but at the time, I was in college, so I went right back into school, put those notes away. Right. But then after I had my own daughter and my own family, I really began to really feel a connection to know more. And so I pulled the notes back out, started doing more research, and it's really been important because we're discovering stories. We're discovering the lives of our ancestors, and we're contributing and making sure they are part of the broader historical record and are not forgotten. And so that's been part of my motivation is to make sure all those that came before me are not forgotten, that they are documented. Their lives, you know, were there, existed, they mattered, and I want, you know, that to be, you know, detailed for others to learn and enjoy. And, you know, there's so many stories we discover, stories of success, stories of overcoming adversity, stories of inspiration, and it's important to to share that broadly with your family and everyone that's around you. 
Um, and so I really honor, you asked us to share a little bit about an ancestor you want to share, and I will honor my grandmothers, <laughs> Alice and Elizabeth McNair Robinson. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, I got her name messed up. Yeah, Alice Elizabeth McNair Robinson and Cora May Lawhorn Coons. Those two women were rocks of uh, my early foundations in life, and I do this for them and to honor their families. And so mm-hmm. if I could also share a little bit of inspiration for others, never give up. You know, you may not find what you want to find, as Renata was saying, but never give up. Never give up sharing the stories of your discoveries with your family, whether you think they're interested or not, because they are listening, and one day they will thank you for yes. your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. They are listening. Are they are we- paying attention. So. <laughs> I I always say, you know, when your ans- when your descendants, excuse me, when your descendants come looking for information about your family, what will they mm-hmm. find? And uh, Dr. Right. Evelyn McDowell, I use the statement that she uses all the time, and that is, this work is spiritual. Our ancestors, mm-hmm. they are in the historical records. A lot of times we think that we can't find anything and that there's nothing, or sometimes we're even told, oh, you can't get past 1870. Oh, there isn't that much. Well, I'm here to say that's not true, and that's one of the main reasons why Shara Khan and I are doing this podcast is to let yeah. everybody know, listen, start looking. You will find them. You will find them in the yeah. historical records, and they want to be found and when you find them share their stories share the journey right. share the stories share the accomplishments yeah. um the major major like achievements and even some of the sad things that go on everybody's not going to find uh, you know i think it was uh, renata was saying you know you may not necessarily find someone that's famous but to me they're all famous as a people just the fact that we survived they survived they were resilient and we're here because of them that makes them famous in my eyes right yeah right. absolutely right Yep. You're right, because not everybody's always going to be the first, you know, but they're special to us. Um, yeah. And I like what you said, too, Tania, about, like, you know, the, the children are listening. And sometimes mm-hmm. when you think that they're not, you know, my little brother <laughs> occasionally might be like, you know, who is that? Something, yeah. something <laughs> that did the thing. <laughs> you know, and I also find it, it helps, you know, um, helps them kind of put larger, you know, um, history and U.S. history into context because, when you're talking about like a war in history, it's like, well, you know, we had an ancestor that fought in that war. So it Absolutely. also helps in that way too. And, but, and also Renata, to your point, you know, it was a really, really powerful point too about when you're finding all of these relatives and yes, you're related by blood, you know, sometimes it can, you might be fortunate to bond with people deeply. Um, but you know, sometimes it's harder because you're not, you didn't grow up together and, and trying to get over that kind of, you know, separation there can is not always, you know, it's not always easy. And that's also important an important part of the um, the genealogy journey and something to keep in mind as well, you know. So that was a really, you know, interesting point, a really great point. So, Absolutely. And I um, believe yeah. sincerely that, you know, if some if any of them were in closer proximity to me or I to them, uh, we probably right. would have created more of a relationship because I have so many cousins that are my age and it just makes me so sad that I didn't know them. I grew up with no first cousins uh, at all. And then my, um, my uncle did eventually have a son who's 10 years younger than me. So he's a boy and he's 10 years younger. So, you know, that didn't do anything for me when I was (laughs) growing up, you know, but now I have found all these cousins and, um, and even a first cousin that I didn't know anything about. 
and we're all within two to three years of each other. But I do want to share that I do have family uh, Facebook pages for um, each one of my lines, and I share the history in that way with people from the different lines. And so even though we may not be hanging out and vacationing together or whatever, we do see each other on the Facebook page, and one of the lines I've even done a Zoom uh, with, and so that has been really fun for me, too. Awesome. Is that the one where you did a Zoom family reunion? Yes. Okay, and that's featured on your, um, uh, you have a, a, a blog, I believe, that that's featured on. I do, and I forgot that that was on the blog, so thanks for reminding me. A lot of people who are doing uh, Zoom family reunions, I'm like, oh, you got to check this out, because I love the detail and the way that you said, you know, it should be structured, you know, um, and and have folks share and just have an outline and all. So a lot of people have gone to look at that. Um, I thought it was very interesting. So thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. I've Mm -hmm. not been a very good blogger lately, so I need to get back to that. (laughs) Don't feel bad. I can relate. Uh, We we won't get into that. Blogging consistently. Yeah, it's hard. So so what's next uh, for Let's Talk? Um, Share with us some information regarding any upcoming um, shows and projects that viewers and listeners um, should look out for. Hmm. Well, Tania and I meet regularly, and we just had a meeting a few nights ago to talk about Mm -hmm. these very things. As you have heard, this was originally meant to be one summer series, one activity for one summer, and it has grown into a bit more. We are working it out right now as far as whether or not we uh, will continue the uh, YouTube show for another summer. And actually, that's a decision that we wouldn't even try to make right now because we have to see which way the world is turning. Um, We are planning to continue our research chat through the end of this year, so through the end of December, our monthly research chat. And we are going to keep the platform active, but we just don't know what the commitment will be yet as far as the um, the coming year for 2022. Right. So, you know, stay tuned and see, you know, what we announce <laughs> yeah. as far as the next step. Um, but as Renata said, we, we're going to keep the communication lines open, the platform open, because we have really gotten a great community. And so we want to stay in conversation with the community and see what everyone's up to. So we'll just, we'll need to talk about what it looks like going forward. (laughs) And we have such fantastic viewers and and producers Mm -hmm. for our platform. And it's almost like we've become a family. I mean, we have people that come in and apologize because they're going to miss a chat, you know, and things like that. But, it's you know, we can tell who – I mean, of course there are people that show up every now and then or whatever, but there's this core group of people that they're just always there. And, you know, we wanted this to be for every level from beginners to advanced because the whole idea is to share. And so if we right. have just all beginners, nobody can share anything, you know. And that's how it's been. Um, people have been committed uh, to the shows as well as to the research chat. And with the research chats, I don't think either one of us mentioned this, we do not record them. 
We feel that we want people to be comfortable because not Mm -hmm. all family history is pretty and not all questions are are easy to ask. So we don't record it. We don't publicize it. It's just for the people uh, who are there, and you have to register for the chat. And um, we just have a great time. I think it's been very fulfilling for everyone who's been involved. Agreed. Well, I participated in some of them, and I'm telling you, all of them, the ones I think I attended or viewed maybe like close to five, and all of them were phenomenal. I enjoyed the speakers, um, the feedback, and, and the comments, and, you know, the two of you just have this way of what making everybody feel at home and welcome, and I appreciate that about about both of you. You know, and Renata, you were saying about uh, family you know, about family, Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that I love is that when you're doing uh, genealogy and doing this research and you connect with people, this is just my personal belief, they become your family. And I believe that God orchestrates that, that our Mm -hmm. ancestors orchestrated for. And and the beautiful thing is finding out that when you're working with someone to find out that they're a cousin, that Mm -hmm. is like the coolest thing, you know. (laughs) And I I have this running theme in my head sometimes, and I've shared it uh, during presentations where I feel like, our ancestors are watching over us, and they're so having these conversations. Like, hey, did your spot, did your descendants find you? They, oh, mine found me. Like, they're they're rejoicing with us. So, and, and you know, when we make a discovery or find out that we're cousins, um, you know, recently on one of the segments that we did, Sherkan, are you okay with me sharing the? Um, yeah. About that, cool. you know, at the end when we had Phyllis Elmore on. Sharakana says, "Oh well, you know, there was there was someone that reached out to her with the surname Ed Elmore, and mm-hmm. after the show, we found out that Sharakana was related to Phyllis's husband." Oh, oh man. That's something. Well, I am actually related <laughs> yeah. to Phyllis. She and I are DNA cousins. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't so, know how so, yet, but and the same thing happened um, with with Phyllis and I. We're like we're related, and then well, I'll just share this. We're dis- Phyllis and I are distantly related, but then her mm-hmm. husband. I'm number three on his Jed match list, and well, I found that oh, out after goodness. we met. Yeah, so when we found out about Sharikana, they they asked the question. They said, can you imagine if that had happened while we were on the show? I said, no. I said, I think the whole computer would have just, like, every the whole all of the phone lines and everything would have just crashed. So, no, and maybe it was best to find out after the fact. So, so the point yeah. in sharing that is that. When we do this work and those moments where we feel, you know, because I, I felt the same way, Renata. I didn't think I had a big family, and I started doing the research, right. and I call my family a nation. It is massive, and it's a wow. blessing. And so while doing the research, one of the things that I share, especially at family reunions, I'll share mainly with the little ones that I'm doing this for you. We are here for you so that you, it doesn't right. take you 25 years to find your ancestors. So it is a spiritual um, work, the work is spiritual and it's important. And I feel that if you're the only person, I've said this so many times, if you're the only one in your, per, in your family doing this work, then you're the one that's called to do it. Um, the last question that we have is um, we'd like for both of you to share some parting words and inspiration for our listeners. Um, Renata, if you could go first and then uh, Tania. Well, I just want to kind of piggyback on a few things that have already been said like how important it is to um, to research your ancestry 
and to bring those those ancestors that you find out into the light. The name of my blog is Into the Light because for mm-hmm. me it really has been about bringing my ancestors out of darkness and putting them out there so that people can find them because I don't own them. They have other descendants besides me. Right. And Mm -hmm. they'll have descendants who come from me. They already do. So, um, you know, put your, put your work out there so that it can be found uh, and so that your ancestors can get their due. And then I also just want to kind of, uh, piggyback on the statement about the genealogy community becoming your family, because it has been very much that for me, you know, I'm, I live alone, my life is pretty much alone. And so, you know, the interactions that I have each day with my gen friends, as I call them, um, they mm-hmm. are important interactions. And, you know, it's important to me to let let my gen friends know that I do care about them and and that I feel that they care about me because not everybody is surrounded by family members that they get that emotional um, connection with from day to day. And so I think that's a really important thing to point out too, that we are a community and we are here for each other, even though we're spread all across the country in some cases across the world but we really are like one big family. That is beautiful. Yes. Excellent. And, you know, I say much of the same as as Renata has said. It's important to tell our ancestors and family members stories and to document them. I'm huge on documenting what you find, documenting what you discover, as I said, getting it out there so so that it lives beyond you, right, so that you're giving it a life too, giving them extended lives. So keep Mm -hmm. researching, keep documenting, keep learning. There's so much to learn that's going to help us all just do even more with our genealogy. So keep learning and keep sharing. Keep telling (laughs) your family what you're learning. I'm, I'm huge on that. Keep sharing because they will thank you for it, and they are grateful for your work. Exactly. Beautiful words. Thank you both. <laughs> well, Renata and Tania, thank you so much for sharing with us and our listeners. Thank you for what you're doing because, as we stated earlier, North Carolina is a very common ancestral home for many of us. So for additional information regarding Let's Talk North Carolina Genealogy, please visit their YouTube channel, NC Summer Series, and visit their Facebook page, facebook.com mm-hmm. forward slash NC Genealogy 2020. To our listeners, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to sharing with you during our next segment of Speak On It. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.